we're still talking about the blood covenant. And I want you to know, God got something good, good, good for you. You know, the more I study this, the more I realize how much I didn't know. Ooh, that's one that's good about the word. It keeps you seeking like a little kid. When you could you could go in there and you could discover little nuggets. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? When you get in your secret time and you begin to study, and God, the word will jump out at you. Something speak just to you for that time. I tell you, that's a good feeling. That's a good time for me. All right. When we left last Sunday, we discovered that God now has what? A bloodline problem. And Satan is demanding the death of mankind, according to Genesis 2, 17. You can go back and read that when you want to. See, Satan was after the spiritual death of mankind initially, because he knew it was just a matter of time for the physical. He already knew, he understood death, because that was his, that was where he was going to end up. He knew that's where he was going. He knew he was bound for hell. How many of y'all know hell was not made for mankind? Hell was made for the devil and his angels that, that followed him out of the coup they uh, instigated against God. It was never designed for you to go. But now if you're going to obey the devil, you get the devil's fate. That's why the Bible says hell has enlarged itself. It was never as big as it is today. Command was never supposed to go there. See, so you can't say, well, God sent him to hell. No, God didn't send him to hell. He disobeyed God, and he sent himself to hell. And you need to understand that. If you've lost somebody recently and you don't know if they're in heaven or hell, just look at their life. And, you know, I mean, people can ask God to forgive them on the deathbed, and God accept that if that's the case. But if you don't know that to be true, then you need to leave it alone. Don't put them in heaven, and don't say they're in hell, because you don't know. Amen? And don't try to make them more spiritual than they were, because if they won't, they won't. <laughs> if they were, they were. I mean, it's something about funerals, you know. Uh, I'll just take a little detour, but it's just something about funerals. That's why I don't like them as a rule, because most people lie at funerals. You want to make that person somebody they have never been the whole time they was on the earth. Anyway, that's a freebie. So God has this bloodline problem. And the devil knows that the spiritual death of mankind <clears throat> would eventually create physical death. It was a guarantee that you would die physically. Now, how much, how long it would take, it was in the body. What, what got happened to the body and everything. Look at 1 Corinthians 15. Yeah, I think that's where I want to go. First Corinthians chapter 15, look at verse 55. And it says, oh, death, where is thy sting? So the sting of death is rebellion. Rebellion is called the sting of death. And it says, oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sins. Look at verse 56. 
And what do we discover sin means? Guilt of rebellion. So the sting of death is rebellion. This is why it's not good to be stubborn sometimes. It's all right to be fixed about what you know to be true, but don't be stubborn when you're wrong. Because that stubbornness can turn into rebellion. They're cousins, you know. And the strength of rebellion is the law. In other words, the law gave sin. It says it is sin that gives death its sting, and the law that gives sin its power. So, in other words, unless there's a law, you don't know what to break. You don't know what to rebel against if there's no law against it. But when law came, rebellion grew. Because now you can choose, say choose, to do right or do wrong. Mm. Now, there were three generals in heaven. Gabriel was in charge of communication. Michael is in charge of, well, Gabriel still is in charge of communication. Michael is in charge of the military. And Lucifer was in charge of culture or fine arts, which included commerce and trade. You got to hear this. Because culture controls a nation, not the, not the communicator, not the military. Culture controls a nation. A culture controls a community. It controls a home and it controls an individual. This is why the influence of rebellion is so powerful because Satan is an expert in this area. And nations are ruled by culture. And he understands what culture does to an individual, to a home, to a community, to a nation. And he knows how he's been, that's his field, that's his expertise. So he knows how to get behind the scene and begin to break down the infrastructure because of the way your culture is in your house. And what I find that most people won't take the word and develop a new culture in their house. They try to exist with what they grew out of or where they came from. You can't keep living like that and expect God's best. You, you look like you're traveling good and then they say, you know, you got a breakdown. You know why? Because you're not getting your, your culture from the word. So it's destroying the very fiber of homes, relationships, because we're still trying to coexist in a kingdom that does not have anything to do with where you came from. Uh -huh. So Satan knew because he was an expert at that. Satan also is known as the accuser of the brethren. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. So he wants an opportunity to accuse you. That's why he keep you failing at what you fall in. Because he wants an opportunity to accuse you. And the moment Adam fell, he went straight to God and said, I demand death. He accused Adam of sinning. That was the whole plan. Now, because of Adam's treason, Satan has gained control over the earth's culture and mankind. The devil would not be able to shape man's natural and spiritual outcome if Adam had not sinned. 
But now the devil can shape how you turn out through culture. Ooh, you got to hear this because see, oh, Jesus. And now whatever man would do would meet the resistance of death against it. It didn't matter how much you wanted to do good. Now you got a resistance called death that's coming against whatever you do good. Whatever you do good. There's a resistance. And you can't say, you can't pray it out of the earth because Adam let it in. You got to overcome. Say overcome. Say blood. blood. Say it again. Say blood. blood. Death and life is in the blood. The devil also understands that in order for man to die, he must get to the blood. <laughs> Why? All life is in the blood. All healing is in the blood. Before Adam fell, all life was in the blood. All healing was in the blood. All sustenance was in the blood. All nutrients was in the blood. All protection was in the blood. When you get a scratch or, or you hurt yourself or you fall or you get a bruise, the blood immediately rushed to that area because that's the assignment of the blood. It goes to protect you. Your blood is what makes you stay alive. Ooh, Jesus. The devil knew all that was in the blood. So death is only possible in the blood. Watch this. All the organs in your body are made to serve your blood. Need to hear this. Because we're going to help take care of our bodies better. Every organ you have in your body is designed to serve the blood. That's why the blood has to stay good. Look at Leviticus chapter 17. Leviticus chapter 17, and let's look at verse 10. Okay, let's see. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 10. Okay. All right, let me get it. Okay, read that with me. And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel or of the strangers that sojourn among you that eateth any manner of blood, I will even set my face against that soul that eateth blood and will cut him off from among his people. Now, God is very strict because by the time the Mosaic law came along, there were things that God forbid them to do. And that was they could not eat the blood of an animal. I'll tell you why in just a minute. Well, look at verse 11. It's given explaining. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. It's the blood that's doing it. Woo, Jesus. 
Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, No soul of you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger that lives among you eat blood. And whatsoever man that be of the children of Israel, or of the strangers that live among you, which hunteth and catcheth any beast or fowl that may be eaten, he shall even pour out the blood thereof and cover it with dirt. For it is the life of all flesh. Look at verse 14. The blood of it is for the life thereof. It's that all flesh lives because of blood. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, you shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh. For the life of all flesh, say all flesh. That includes your flesh. The life of all flesh is in the blood, is the blood thereof. Whosoever eateth it shall be cut off. Ooh. That's a, that's pretty straight. I mean, you did that. You found it. They put you out. And in some cases, they kill you. And every soul that eateth, look at verse, that which died of itself or that which was torn with bees, whether it be one of your own country or a stranger, he shall both wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Then shall he be clean. But he says that the life is in the blood. So the devil knew he had to get to the blood of the man in order to destroy him spiritually, which will result in physical death. The job of the liver is to purify the blood. See, every organ is designed to serve your blood. The job of the liver is to purify the blood. The pancreas, if it gets in trouble and bowel becomes imbalanced, then the poison and toxins that the pancreas is supposed to remove from the blood goes back into the blood. This is called self-poisoning. Because everything designed to serve the blood. Oh, Jesus. The heart lives to pump blood throughout the body. This is when a person, uh, you know, uh, uh, when a person got uh, heart problems and stuff, it's a blood, it's a blood issue. Because they can transplant a heart as long as they can get your veins and arteries connected to a, 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 a false heart, to a machine. They can still keep you alive. Why? Because the blood is still flowing. They can give you another a liver. They can give you another kidney. If the blood is still flowing. Jesus. Mm. See, the blood was designed to heal the body. That's why when a person gets cancer, it is so diabolical against the body. Because cancer is fighting the blood. And radiation and, and all the treatments you have to get, they, they fight the blood. So the blood can't heal you. Because what they're giving you is fighting your blood. Oh, Jesus. All sickness is in the blood. Y'all ready for this one? Listen, a bullet can penetrate or puncture you. But the bullet is not really what made you die. It's the leak in the blood that made you die. It's the loss of blood. That make a person die when a bullet hit them. Do y'all see how important the blood is? So when Adam rebelled, the sting of death, which is rebellion, 
rushed to his blood. That thing was like a dart and it hit his bloodline when he rebelled. And immediately his blood was filled with death. Immediately his blood was filled with death. Nobody's blood was good now. Anyone and everyone coming out of Adam will be born with the sting of death in their blood. Ooh, Jesus. Psalms 51 verse 5. You can turn there if you want to. Says, David says, Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. In other words, from the moment my mother conceived me, I was a sinner. From the moment my mama got pregnant with me, I was already a sinner. Oh, Jesus. And the penalty of rebellion, which is death, is now activated in my body the moment I entered into my mother's womb. I, I was born with a death penalty on my body. Because my blood is no longer good. My blood is from Adam 1. And it's not good. If you're going to stay in the natural, you got to depend on Adam 1 blood. But it can't heal you. It won't deliver you. Now, now the blood of a non-blemished sacrifice was the only thing that would satisfy the sentence of death. See, the devil knew that once man's blood was tainted, he could not become his own deliverer. Somebody else had to come. And he figured ain't nobody else left once he destroyed man. See, that's how dumb the devil was, but you know, he thought he was smarter than God. That's why he rebelled. Because he thought he was smarter than God. But, but, here, but here's the clincher. A representative man had to die. Say a representative man had to die. It could not be me and you. It had to be somebody that would establish all of mankind. Y'all got to hear this. It could not be just anybody. Ooh. So God had to put an immediate emergency plan into action to keep from having to destroy mankind physically because they were already dead spiritually. Although the accuser, Satan, was demanding their death. So God slew an animal and covered Adam and Eve with the skin and the blood of the slain animal. Because blood was the only thing that was going to keep God from killing them at this point. Because he had to satisfy his word. Remember, you need to go back and look at the lessons where we taught this. Go back and look at them. Because I don't have time to recap it. Where, where, where God did that. So we see. And as long as blood could be seen, Adam and Eve would live. And God would deal with them outside, externally. He no longer could deal with them from the inside. Now he can only deal with them from the outside. When you're a sinner, God doesn't deal with you in your heart. 
you got the wrong kind of blood still. You need to, you need to go ahead and listen to this lesson, and we're going to help you at the end. Amen? Now, we already looked at Leviticus 17, verse 10 through 14, and it tells us that death and life is in the blood. Say the blood. Look at Deuteronomy 30. I'm looking. Oh, there it is. I keep putting it in the wrong spot. Look at Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy 30, and let's look at verse 15. Deuteronomy 30. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Are y'all learning this morning? Hallelujah. Now, now, now you better understand why, why you need a Savior. Deuteronomy 30, 15. See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil. He says, I'm giving you a choice now that you understand death and life because it's in the earth. You still got to choose. See, Adam had the choice from the beginning, but they chose incorrectly. Look at verse 19. He says, but what I am going to do, I'm going to call heaven and earth to witness or to record this day against you. Not, not saying he's angry with them, but he has to record it. How many of you know that when you talk about legal things, they have to be what? Yes, they have to be recorded. That makes them legal. When they are recorded in the court, the judicial system of the earth, it is now legal and binding. He says, but I'm going to call heaven and earth to witness this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. He told you what to choose, that both thou and thy seed may live. Ooh. He says, I'm calling heaven now. He says, now it is legal and official. So now death and life has been initiated. Death and life is initiated through your mouth, rather. Look at Proverbs 18.21. Y'all ought to know this because we quote it quite a bit. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. See, it's all connected to the blood. Your mouth will activate the curse or it will activate the blessing. You still have to choose. God is not going to make you say the word. He's not going to make you be right with him. He can't do that. It's your choice. Just like I said earlier, whatever you're willing to invest in the relationship, that's all you can get out of it. You know what I see that is a tragedy in a lot of marriages? One spouse demands more than what they're willing to give. That's a tragedy. I want you to be all this and this and this and this and this and this to me, but I ain't going to be that and that and that that you need. That's a tragedy. That's an immature person not understanding the covenant. Going somewhere to fail. 
Because death and life is initiated. And it all started with your mouth. So death and life starts in my mouth. And I give access to my blood. Man's blood is filled with death now. It can't give life to the physical body anymore. It can't protect man from sickness and disease anymore. It has a sentence to die and die it must. It is only a matter of time. Now only someone with a different type of blood can deliver man from his dilemma. And in the course of heaven, a representative man has to die. No one else qualifies. All of our blood messed up. This is why Jesus was not born of a man, or else he wouldn't have been able to be the sacrificial lamb. Because he'd have had the same kind of blood we had. His, his birth is just as important as his death. He had to be born by the Spirit of God through a woman, but not by a man, because man's blood was already messed up. He was sent to deliver us not become what we were. If I, got, if I got sickness in my blood and you got sickness in your blood, I can't, ain't no need me asking you for a transfusion. You can't help me. That's a guaranteed death. Quicker. Y'all see it? You see what I'm talking about? So if somebody got something in their body, you can't take their blood because it's already messed up like yours. It's got to be somebody else that doesn't have the same problem in the bloodline that we're having. Ah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at, look at, uh, listen, y'all. I'm going to tell you the truth. I, 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 was, I was in my room, and I thank God that, ooh, my, I don't know if my neighbors heard me or not, but I didn't care, but you know how it is. Because when I, when I get the Holy Ghost messing with me, I am, I am so excited. Look. Hebrews 2, 14. Hebrews 2, 14. I think that's where I want to go. Let's get there. Are you there? It reads... For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. He became flesh and blood, but he won the same kind of blood. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. That is the devil. Who had the power of death? The devil. Not because he's more powerful than God, because he didn't invent death. God created that. And he created it for the devil. But the devil capitalized on God's word, just like he does today. If you won't utilize God's word, the devil going to use it against you. He'll take the word of God and whip your behind. Because you won't use it. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. One translation reads like this, that by his death he might render powerless him whose power lies in death, that is the devil, and might in this way deliver all those who from fear of death had all their lives been living 
in slavery. See, we've been enslaved ever since Adam. But the blood of Jesus. Somebody said the blood of Jesus. Look at Hebrews 9, verse 12. Hebrews 9, verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in, in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Jesus' blood was the only one that qualified to redeem man. His was the only one. Say the only one. So we see here that it says, with his own blood and having secured our permanent, say permanent, deliverance. He took his blood and secured or secured our permanent deliverance. Oh, oh, it's going to come real in just a minute. It's going to come real. Hallelujah. Look at Romans 5, 17. Oh, this thing coming clearer. Romans 5, 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, death was reigning by who? Adam. Much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in what? Jesus said, I came to give you what? Life and life what? Abundantly. Uh, why, why, why are you kicking against this abundant living? That Jesus paid this high price to give us. Uh, one translation said that one man, Adam, when he sinned, put all men under the rule of death. But what the other man, Jesus Christ, makes men right with God so that they shall live and rule like kings. This he does for all who accept God's rich, forgiving love and his free gift. That's a clincher. You got to accept it. And what we want God to do is just do it anyway. No, you got to receive it. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you still learning? Coming to a close in a minute. Uh, it might be a long minute, but we'll be there in just a <laughs> Hebrews 10. Look at verse Hebrews 10. Look at verse 1 and 2. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the law having a shadow of good things to come. The law was only a shadow, y'all. It was not what the good that was coming down the road. And we, what was the good? Jesus now is back in man. Okay. And not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offer year by year. Because uh, I would have showed you if I listened to my, my notes. But I crossed my notes back over in Exodus 30. It told them they had to do it every year. So every year they had to bring a lamb to make sure. And the, and the sacrifice only lasted them one year. They were forgiven for one year. And if you didn't come back next year with a sacrificial lamb, you were open to death. Because the blood of the lamb was the only thing that kept you protected from dying physically. Y'all don't understand this blood covenant. That's why I'm trying to help you. Because only the blood keeps you protected. 
And that's why when you read it, now you can get a better understand why they sacrificed bulls and goats and lambs and why certain things were designed. Because God had to see them in the blood in order to deal with them and not kill them instantly. Because sin cannot stay in the presence of God. You cannot come into the presence of God without blood. He says, for the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices, what, what sacrifices? The bulls and goats and the sheep and the lamb and all of those things, which they offer year by year, continually make the comers thereunto perfect. It could not complete them. It could not because their blood was messed up. And the bloodline would not allow them to be who they really should be. A sacrifice had not been slain yet that would satisfy the debt of death. God was killing animals, allowing them to kill animals to keep them alive until he could get, ah, y'all know it, until he get Jesus into the earth. Woo, hallelujah. He says, by going on making the same, one, one translation says, by going, the Jewish law was no more than a shadow of the good things which are to come. You would not find it in the true expression of these realities. By going on making the same sacrifices which are offered year after year forever. The law can never perfect those who are trying to find the way into God's presence. If these sacrifices could have done that or this, they would have obviously have ceased to be offered. Because the worshiper would have been once and for all cleansed and would no longer be haunted by the sense of sin. But see, they still had the mind of a sinner. Why? The bloodline messed up. Mm. Look at Hebrews 12. Hallelujah. I heard somebody grunt. Somebody must know that. Hebrews 12. Look at verse 23. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus the mediator, say mediator, of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh for heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I, shall, I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. In other words, it's saying, God spoke. And it says that we have come to Jesus to establish a new covenant with his blood sprinkled upon the mercy seat. Blood that continues to speak from heaven. Forgiveness, a better message than Abel's blood that cries from the earth. Justice. Make very sure that you never refuse to listen to God when he speaks. For the God who spoke on earth from Sinai is the same God who now speaks from heaven. Those who heard him speak his living word on earth found nowhere to hide. So what chance is there for us to escape 
if we turn our backs on God and refuse to hear his warnings as he speaks from heaven because the blood of Jesus is still speaking. His blood is still speaking. The blood of Jesus has spoken and still speaks in every situation of your life. Jesus is your blood lawyer from his seated position in the heavenly code. They say he's our, he's our propitiation. He's our, he's our mediator. He's a lawyer. He's the lawyer. He's an expert in all the laws. And he came, he says, I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to do what? Fulfill it. He fulfilled the law. And he did that so we could see who we were supposed to be. Mm. Man, look at, look at Revelations. I think that's Revelations that I want to go to. Let me see. Man, I, I, I just jumped quite, across quite a bit of scriptures. Look at Revelations 1, verse 8. We can always go back another time. Revelations 1 and 8. Are you there? Say, I have it. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord. What did he just say? His sacrifice, his blood sacrifice, because a representative man had to die on behalf of all mankind. Because mankind's blood was messed up. Jesus had to go back and restart mankind. Ooh, Jesus. Boy, I came out of my chair. I was crying and hollering and screaming. I said, he restarted not repaired, not replaced. He restarted mankind. His blood was the only blood that qualified to restart, and he became the representative man. Adam was initially called Adam, the first Adam. But Jesus says, I am the first Adam, and I am the last Adam. There will never be another sacrifice behind me. I am it. And the only way you're going to get in is that you must believe what I did. Because I restarted mankind's blood. Woo, Jesus. Man, I jumped out of that chair. And the only way I get to live is in Jesus. I move and live and have my being in him. Because he cleansed my blood. <laughs> <laughs> he cleansed my blood and gave me his life. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Verse 11 says, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. He says, I am the first and I am the last. And what thou seest, write it in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus and unto Smyrna and unto Pergamos and unto Thyatira and unto Sardis and unto Philadelphia and unto Laodicea. Now in Revelations 21, he says it again in verse 6. And he said unto me, it is done. It is done. It's completed. I am Alpha. 
and omega. I am the beginning of the new bloodline. I am the beginning of the new bloodline. And I am the end of it. That's why we can see in the book of Hebrews. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He says, I restarted man's bloodline. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be mine. Son, the bloodline has been cleansed. The only condition is we must accept Jesus as Savior and Lord. And let that bloodline cleanse us. The Bible says it cleanses us from all, say all, unrighteousness. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love you, 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 Jesus. You restarted my blood and put life back in my blood. And in that blood is healing. And in that blood is everything that I need. Oh, my kehasoko bashate. In that blood is prosperity. In that blood, I have everything that I need. I don't have to go and beg for nothing. It's in my bloodline. You put me back in right standing with God. And not only that, but you settled the war between heaven and earth. And now I have dominion over the earth again. I can speak like you and get the same results that you get because my bloodline is pure. Because my bloodline is pure. Oh, thank you for the power. Thank you for your blood, Jesus. The old song come to my mind. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. All precious is his blood that makes me no other fount. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. If you're watching online and you don't know Jesus, come on, receive him. It's as simple as saying, Jesus, I forgive, forgive me for all that I've done. I didn't understand what you did on my behalf, but now that I know, and I want my blood cleansed, I want new life put in me again. I want the resurrected life of Jesus put in me. Cleanse me, Jesus. Wash me. Make me whole again so that I can live unto you. And I'll live like you want me to live. I denounce and renounce all things of the world. I yield my body to you. I yield my mind to you. I yield myself to you, Lord. Use me, Jesus. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your sacrifice. 
And now that I know that I have your blood in me, I can live a life pleasing unto the Father. And I thank you for doing that in me. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, if you just received Jesus, please let us know. Contact us. Go to our website, raptureministry.org. Let us know what God has done in your life. Come back and visit us if you're local. Come on and visit us. And if you're away in another state and you're listening for the first time, come on, stay tuned. Go ahead and hit like, subscribe, and then hit that bell. And then share it with your neighbor. Share it with somebody that you know need to hear this message of what Jesus did for you. Amen. Because the will of God for all of us is still in earth as it is in heaven. God bless you. We love you and looking forward to seeing you in the next service. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. And we don't want you to miss when we go live again. So if you live in the United States, sign up for Rapture Go. Text Rapture to 757-780-4949. And we'll send you a text message every time we go live. If you live outside the United States, then subscribe to our YouTube channel and like us on Facebook so you never miss one of our live broadcasts. We thank you for watching. God bless you.